Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Ultimate Human Experience Podcast. You already know who it is. It's your girl, Righteous Sun. And on today's podcast, we are talking to Kristen Vaughn. If you like what you hear, please remember to like, share, subscribe, and remember to share with family and friends and those who you feel would vibe with this message. With that being said, let's get into it. Hello, 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 everybody. You already know who it is. It's your girl, Rashida, aka Righteous Son. And on today's podcast, we are talking to a good friend of mine, Kristen Vaughn. I am so excited to have her on because as you know, I can't do this by myself. Gotta create a tribe. We have to connect with people. And once again today, I've connected with somebody and it's wonderful that I get to do that. Remember, I'm in Toronto, Canada, but I connect with people all over the world and this time it's through North America. So let's welcome Kristen Vaughn, also known as Reiki with Kiki. So here we are. Hi, Kristen. How are you today? Hi, everyone. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be on this podcast. I just love your whole message and purpose. So I feel like it really aligns and I'm very excited. Wonderful. I'm so happy to have you. Um, It's always wonderful to meet other Reiki healers and Reiki masters because to be honest, like it's, it is now something that is talked about, but like a couple years ago, if not further back, it wasn't something that a lot of people knew about. And now you can go all over social media and you can hear like everybody talking about it. You can look at the hashtags on social media. So it is something that is out there now and people are really paying attention to it and paying attention to their chakras and healing themselves like within going outward. So how did you, well, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into Reiki. Yeah, of course. So I, I had always been kind of like, I'm just going to call it like energy curious. I grew up with a mom who was very open and really, I think a lot of it does come down to the caregiver. That's a whole other topic in general that we can dive into, but my caregiver in particular was always very encouraging and supportive of my curiosity with energy and um, feelings and intuition and creativity even. So I always kind of had that instilled within me when I was younger. And I went about my life kind of typically as we do in our 20s, we go to college, we study something, we get into the corporate work world. Um, And I kind of went through that whole cycle, right? And um, when I was in my mid 20s, I got into a very severe car accident, um, which was a um, a huge cause in my spiritual awakening. I know people go through spiritual awakenings in very different ways and there's no like quote unquote normal way to do it. Some people it comes very gradually and over time. Um, Mine was very all of a sudden and my world shifted um, from that near death experience. So I was really thrown into this loop of like reevaluating my life and my purpose. And I had a lot of conversations with my 
angels and my spirit team after this traumatic experience and really just like sat with it, reevaluating how I can best serve and how I can make the most out of this very short life experience that we have here. Um, and what came to me was really diving into my spiritual healing abilities and energy work. Um, after my car accident, I had um, I've, I had just randomly been called to, well, I say randomly, but it was obviously guided by my angels, been called to go to a Reiki session to help me work through some of the physical trauma and emotional trauma. And, um, that Reiki master actually became a very close friend of mine and a mentor and really helped me through my journey towards becoming a Reiki master as well. Um, so it's kind of, it was, it was one of those times in my life where the stars really aligned and I had that person supporting me through it and guiding me. Um, and she still is in my life. And like I said, a very close friend of mine. So I kind of was guided into Reiki initially and over time really just began, um, I was very open to other energy work beyond just Reiki as well. So over time I had got into, um, very deep into chakra alignment, which is obviously a part of Reiki healing, um, intuitive readings and integration, really tapping into my third eye and using it in a way that can help people with their own healing journey, um, really giving them the intuitive reads that I receive and the ability to integrate it within their daily life as well. Um, I also got into past life regressions, which I felt very called to. I had um, I, it's actually a somewhat new service offering for my Reiki with Kiki business. Um, I had a very life-changing experience after I received a past life regression. And ever since then, I had been studying it and working towards getting certified there. So it's now something that I'm offering and I'm very excited about, but it's definitely, that's one of those things that um, it's important really never to push someone into doing a past life regression. I think it's something you have to be ready for. You have to, like the client definitely needs to come to me with curiosity. So I do tend to like not um, promote that service as much just because I feel like the, the right client should find me out of curiosity because um, it is a very like deep and integrated service offering. So that's kind of where my, where my journey is right now, I'm really building out my healing business. I want to be serving others as really a vessel for healing. Um, I think we all have the healing within us and my life purpose, what I found is really just to aid people in that and be the vessel to assist with it and really give my clients the tools that they can take with themselves to instill that healing on their own, even after our sessions. That's really my main goal. Wonderful. I think that's so beautiful. Um, how did you get into Reiki? Was it something that you heard prior to? Because I know a lot of people, especially myself, I hadn't heard about it before, but I can now look back at my life and be like, oh, I was like using energy healing, but I didn't know what I was doing in the moment. Like I can give an example, like my son was four and he was like really constipated. I'll never forget this because I remember going on, I don't know why I went on YouTube. I'll always say like, divinely guided but like I found something and they were like oh you just have to like put your hand and then pull and I was like okay we've tried everything I've gone to the doctor we're gonna give this a try and I remember doing it and then the next day he went to the washroom so in my opinion I was like I think that was part of it and then I left it alone and then years later came back to meeting a whole bunch of women 
who were talking about Reiki and I had never heard about it before. And so I decided to take a session and I was like, I really like this. I'm connected to this. And then it just sort of like ballooned into me taking the courses and becoming a Reiki master. So was this something that you knew prior to, because you did say that you have a caregiver, your mom, who's very uh, spiritual as well. Um, And not everybody has that family unit or friends around them who are interested in that. So could you elaborate? Yeah. Um, So yes, even if you think back to the start of shamanism, their main healing method was always their hands, right? We all have healing hands. And it's something that ancestrally is passed through us and kind of like over time through living in the society that's not reinforcing it. Or if it is something that's not reinforced by your caregiver, we're kind of trained to be like, okay, this isn't a skill that's being reinforced. So therefore I'm not going to work on it. I'm not going to spend time doing it. And maybe I'm not going to let other people know about it. (laughs) So we naturally lose touch with it. Just like anything, any other skill, right? Like we all, if we all trained to um, have endurance to run miles and miles, right? Eventually, eventually you could become like a runner, right? Some people, it might come nat- more naturally too, but if you do train at something over and over again, like eventually you're gonna get better at it. That's kind of like the analogy I like to use with healing as well, because I do believe we all have that innate healing ability. Some of us, it definitely does come easier to than others, but um, if we did spend the time practicing and training and working on those skills and reinforcing them, we can easily become better at it. But when we don't, they kind of naturally fall asleep within us, right? Our bodies, like our body, our mind is like, okay, this isn't a skill that we use. So let's just like put it away for a little bit. We're going to let this fall asleep. And a lot of people just need it to be reawakened, right? And through that practice and through that training and through the reinforcement, which it makes me happy that I feel like energy work is being reinforced now more on social media. People are talking about it. Like what you said before, it's becoming less of this weird, like, uh, like a hippy dippy practice, right? Like for lack for lack of a better word, it's it's more um, accepted now, which is great. So, going back to what you said though about with your son, right? Like your natural instinct was you tapped into that innate healing ability that you have, whether it was from this timeline or another. Your deep ancestral healing abilities, right? And your instinct was to use your hands to literally aid your son's constipation and help move that stagnant energy. And whether you knew consciously what you were doing or not, like your hands were literally moving the stagnant energy and the density in his stomach and in his gut and helping him through that release through that was like a, an actual release, but sometimes it is more of like um, an energetic release as well. So that it's just, it's just such a beautiful example. And I think back to when I was younger, my mom, she didn't know she was doing energy work on me, but I used to be very prone to having panic attacks, especially at night. As a little kid, I used to go into my mom's room, which I'm sure she loved, go into my mom's room at one o'clock in the morning. And I would be having a panic attack. And I would always ask these very deep questions. Like I'm thinking about death again. What happens when we die? Like where, how are we going to find each other? And I was probably like five or six years old asking these questions that my mom was probably like, I don't know. <laughs> not to answer any of this. <laughs> but she would use her hands over my head and really work like she didn't know that she was sending Reiki energy but 
she was using her hands to kind of do that same soothing method that you were doing with your son's stomach. And it, it did soothe me. It provided me with peace. It relieved my anxiety. And so that was something we kind of just got into the habit of doing for each other over time, which was really beautiful. Um, but we didn't know it was energy work or Reiki healing. There wasn't really like a label around it for us. It was just like our natural um, instinct to do that. Mm, that's really cool. Um, so my question then is like, I, as you're going in your conversation, you're saying yes, which I totally agree with you. And I love the way that you put it is that it's sleeping within us, right? It lays within us, but it's just dormant. How, how do you reawaken it? Cause I, a lot of the interviews that I've had with a lot of people, mm -hmm. they've had to have that moment within their life, right? That little like thing that woke them up and said, like, there's more to this. Mm -hmm. and what can I do to change it? And whether it was them sitting with their spirit guides, some of them, they were like, I didn't even know about that. I just had that voice within my head that was like, you need to do this now. And they are like, okay, I'm going to do this. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm going to trust it. And in the end, the outcomes are like, I don't want to say miracles, but a story such as anybody's is like, wow, that is a miracle. I mean, miracles happen all the time around us, but we always sometimes miss them in the moments because we're going through our everyday life. And sometimes we need the huge thing to happen in our life for us to say, okay, okay, guys, I get it. I'm going to <laughs> go on this path rather than continuing this. Yeah. So what would you give as like advice for people who might not have that moment, but are slowly having that feeling within themselves that like there's something there, I just don't know what it is. Yeah, I think so. The first thing is no matter, we all have different degrees of trauma. So I don't want to say that it needs to come from a traumatic experience, but I think oftentimes it does come from an experience where you have that revelation of like, okay, what I'm doing right now isn't working anymore. And to some degree, it's always like a, a, it's a literal death in your life, like in the sense that you're either letting your ego die or you're letting a habit or a behavior that's no longer serving you die. So you first have to like, you know, let that death happen. Um, it might be a relationship, the death of a relationship that opens up that door. It might be the death of your career. Oftentimes someone ends up losing their job and they kind of, um, they're not seeing the bigger picture. It seems very um, tragic in the moment. And then they're reawakened to this like actual life purpose where they maybe are being pushed to step into, right? Um, yeah, it could be just the death of a behavior too. I know I've talked with a lot of folks where it comes from um, like substance abuse, right? You let that behavior die and then you're opened up into this true purpose of yours. So I think oftentimes it does come in the form of death and, and or a traumatic experience um, where we're then allowed to let our ego die and really step into alignment with our higher purpose. Um, I did have one other comment that I wanted to make with that, but I'm drawing a blank. I, I One of the things that I think about with that is whenever I pull, I do tarot readings and Oracle card readings a lot. And whenever I pull the card that says death on it, I can see the, my client's face just go into shock, right? And I'm like, okay, I realize that this card doesn't seem like positive, but we're not talking about, oftentimes it's not a literal death that we're talking about as in someone in your life is gonna die. 
I'm like, this card is actually really exciting. This means that you're ending a cycle, like something in your life is dying. And whenever that happens, if you can release that and let go of it there, I promise you there's something way bigger and way more in alignment with your higher purpose. So I always just think back to that, like that, that truly is how I was pulled into my purpose or called into my purpose. And in the moment, oftentimes it seems very upsetting and like you can't see the big picture and, and it's easy to fall into the victimization of yourself. Um, but really just having that trust and faith in your in God and your angels and source, whatever it is to you, having that faith of your higher purpose, it will help you through it. I love that. Uh, I love that so much. Uh, another question that I have is, how after you went through your your moment or your I guess you could say like your awakening how was that dealing with just like everyday life from living like that old life that you were yeah. living and then all of a sudden that one died and then there's like a whole new life did your surroundings change and the people around you was that affected and how was your relationships afterwards because I do hear and we've all experienced it is that when you start to awaken and you start to have those moments and you start to question things your surroundings does change and people don't resonate with you the way that they used to so your conversations change which means the relationships will change right and a lot of the times we have to walk away from relationships that no longer serve our purpose especially when we start to go in that opposite direction and a lot of the times people just can't connect with it or relate and so like we were saying before people start to think it's like oh they're going crazy or it's like this little hippie thing that's happening I don't know what's going on with you but you figure it out, come back and let me know what's going on. You're like, no, like this is real stuff, guys, <laughs> like get into it. Um, so how did that affect you afterwards? Yeah. So I, this is definitely one of those things, like, I feel like I need to say, do as I say, not as I did, because <laughs> I think, um, so for me personally, I went into like a deep hermit mode with my spiritual awakening, which was, it was quite easy for me at the time, just because after my car accident, I couldn't really walk. I couldn't get around. It was, I was really being pushed into this hermit mode, which I embraced fully. And I, I isolated a lot, I think in a very unhealthy way, because I was becoming so much more sensitive to other people's energies. And I, I found myself just really unable to deal with negative energies because of that increase in sensitivity. And so for quite a bit of time, I find I found myself just isolating and avoiding being around any energies that could potentially risk me to that negative vibration. And um, what I learned is like, as I became more in touch with my intuition, my own energy, my understanding, my own aura, I, really learned that I didn't necessarily need to isolate from the energy as much, but I needed to learn to protect my own energy. So I think I found this way really where I could be exposed to energy without absorbing it. And that helped me kind of get back out there and, and meet new people and really just recognize like, okay, this energy doesn't feel right to me. I can still be around it briefly without actually absorbing it into my 
aura and in my own energy field. So really just making sure that like, if I knew I was going to go out to um, an event or to a party or whatever that was, I would set a protection bubble around my energy field. And whenever I say that, a lot of people will ask, like, how do you, how do you do an energy protection bubble or an energy protection shield? Sometimes people call it. And there are a ton of, there's a ton of free resources on YouTube and stuff that people can look up around that. Of course, like a Reiki master could help you with it as well. But if you're just curious, definitely just look on YouTube, energy protection shields, exercise. Um, so doing that exercise before I would go and be exposed to different energies and then a cleanse as well after when I would come home, whether it was like an energetic cleanse or even just taking a long bath and really just cleansing my body. Um, so that was definitely something that I had to work through a bit. I think finding that balance between like having solitude within myself versus just isolating. The, that's something that I talk about a lot actually is the difference between isolation and solitude because solitude is something that serves you really well and creates that calm and peacefulness within you. And it's having that, that intention of peace within you versus isolation can actually become very unhealthy where you start to lose touch with who you are, not having that energy energy of other people and not having conversations and getting into that cycle of overthinking and being within your head can actually become very unhealthy. So I think finding that balance in your spiritual awakening is super important. The other thing that I learned from this is everyone's at a different point in their spiritual journey. Some people in your life might not even be open to it at all. And I found myself when I when I woke up, I was so passionate about everything I was doing and learning and absorbing resources and watching videos. And I would go to dinner with my friends who just weren't quite there. And I would just dump all this information on them. And they would look at me and be like, like I could see in their eyes, just being like, what the heck is she? So I found myself just, um, really having to take a step back and, and figuring out who, who you share that those parts of yourself with, not that you should, I'm not saying to ever hide it, but just understanding where everyone else is on their spiritual journey. And that, and the fact that you can't push them into it, um, because putting that, putting that needy energy out there or forceful energy, like I wanted them to be passionate about it so bad. Right. But they just weren't there. So you can't push someone into it. Um, it, they, it's really something they need to find themselves. You can be there serving as a vessel or serving as support. If they have questions, they can come to you and just giving that love and, and having, having your power there for them, but you can't like push them into their healing journey. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I was very passionate as well. When I first started, I was telling, I was like going to the mountaintops and like telling everybody I could possibly tell. And the same look I got, like the same look you gave me was just like, yeah, that's the one that everybody would look at you like, I don't know what's going on. Um, but how has it progressed you, even though people didn't really get it? Obviously, it was something where you, you were able to understand within yourself and have the awareness to know that, okay, not everybody's going to get this. It's not for everybody, but at least it's for me. And you've grown your business um, to the point where you've been able to um, work with a lot of different people and you've been able to add on a few things as well. So from you starting out with your Reiki, how did the, the Reiki itself 
um, I guess, spew out all the other amazing gifts that you currently have in your offering? Yeah, I think Reiki for me in particular, and hopefully this resonates with other people as well, but I think oftentimes like Reiki, once you experience the power of energy healing, it's, it's pretty hard to deny like the value it has in your life. And it kind of pushes you into whether you want to or not, it pushes you into recognizing and acknowledging that we all have that healing ability. And so I find that oftentimes like people will come to me for a Reiki session and then start getting really interested in learning Reiki for themselves, because that is the ultimate goal of Reiki, right? Is for anyone to be able to um, boost their universal life force energy and create that overall sense of well-being within themselves, physically, mentally, emotionally. And so it kind of ignites this flame within you where you're like, I am a healer. I have these innate healing abilities within me. And it really like opens you up to this whole other world of energy as well. So for me personally, I think becoming a Reiki master and re just remaining open to other things really helped me in finding like, my highest purpose and potential with my work because I was very, I was very open and in touch with the fact that I might try something and it might not be in alignment with my highest purpose and that's fine. Then we can kind of redirect our energy. Um, so I'm trying to think of an example of something that I explored, but I think like just remaining open to things that might feel good to you and might not. And understanding that like with any creative opportunity or any opportunity that you're exploring, there's always an element of risk, right? And that risk is fine to take as long as you know you can pull back and redirect. So if for example, I tried, uh, one thing that I am actually interested in right now is the um, EFT tapping. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all, but I feel like it, it's a really cool, add-on. So for example, right now I'm really open to exploring that and learning that, but in this journey, I might actually find that it's not in alignment with me and, and maybe it just serves as an understanding and a resource that I have in the back of my head. Right. So whenever you go into those new adventures, just understanding it could serve really well and it could not, and we could just put it in the back and that's fine. Like, it's not like we have to pursue this whole um, journey if it doesn't feel in alignment. So Absolutely open and just being connected and in alignment with yourself under staying within your power and realizing when something's right and wrong for you has been really important for me. Yeah, I really love that. Um, Evelyn, you said like redirecting your energy, um, because I think as we continue to like uncover our gifts, um, I think a lot of the time, and I think I've heard somebody say this too, is that sometimes we, we want to be open to all the gifts but not all the gifts are there to become a business. Sometimes it's just there for your own personal growth and your own journey. So the tapping method I've heard for like so long. And to be honest, uh, I had a friend who was like, it works. It's amazing. And I was like, yeah, yeah okay, okay, okay. Um, and then I actually tried it, I think like a month or two months ago, I'm just dealing with anxiety. And I realized like, wow, it really does like giving it a shot, realizing where, 
um, the energy was sitting within my body and being able to sort of tap on that to sort of focus in on the energy. And then as I did it, um, I used different affirmations to sort of settle me. And I realized, wow, what a great method. I can't believe I had sat on this for so long and realized like, wow, that, you know, you've heard so much about on social media, things like that. Um, but it does come in handy, uh, especially if you do deal with anxiety or you do have panic attacks and you're in that moment and you need to uh, calm your energy back down, I think it's a, an amazing method to try. Everybody should look that up. Um, and, yeah, and also just one thing to add on to that too, I realized my answer to your question, I kind of took like a business focus, but another example of just like what you had said, not everything has to serve for business purposes, right? Like there are plenty of things that can just aid you on your spiritual journey and for your own healing, even if you don't have a spiritual business. So one example for me, I've been really curious about acupuncture, mm -hmm. um, but I have this fear of needles and I get very, like, I'm, I'm very like fainty and, you know, I'm just very sensitive about that stuff. So this is like my analysis, right? Like, I feel like it's a risk I'm willing to take if I do it once and it doesn't feel in alignment with me and it doesn't help me energetically, then I just move on. It was a really bad half hour experience, right? <laughs> and we can chalk it up to that, but it, the risk and, and opportunity assessment that I do for that, like, it could also be this very powerful experience that is like life-changing and really helps me regularly rebalancing my energy and my meridian. So that's kind of the assessment that I go through in my head of being open is just far more important than having a bad experience to me sometimes. I love that. That's a great way to just say, uh, give it a try rather than doing the overthinking. And then we get into the overthinking part and then decide not to do it, but we'll never know unless we give it a shot. So if it doesn't work out, we know Let's redirect our energy somewhere else. And if it works out, we can add it to the repertoire of our spiritual journey and see where it goes, right? Yeah, I know I always say, like in my personal life and in business, if we're gonna fail, let's just fail quickly and figure it out and then move on. I like that. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. I'm gonna. But sometimes, it. you know, sometimes people fail and they they double down on it and they're like, no, we're gonna make this work. And that's when you, that's when you just can't, if you hate acupuncture, maybe don't go to 10 sessions. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. To figure it out. <laughs> Such a try and see how you like it. And if you like it, come back. I totally agree with you on that one. Um, but now you've gone into past life regression and that one I've always been fascinated with. Um, I have never gone to have one done, but I've only done like the Akashic library, which sometimes can tap into past lives. Um, so how did that come about? Yeah, so I have been very interested in past life regression for a long time. One of my, one of the mentor, the spiritual mentors that really helped me through my journey was Dolores Cannon, who recently passed. She's no longer with us, but I'm sure she is with us. I don't, are you, have you ever read any of her books? If you haven't, I highly recommend Dolores Cannon. She has some incredible work. She was a hypnotherapist, but took a very spiritual approach to it. And she, um, she essentially was the person who really like helped bring past life regressions to, um, to us and making them more accessible and backed by science. Her books go into, um, she recorded all of her hypnotherapy sessions with past life regressions. And um, she started actually, she started as a hypnotherapist that was just very 
focused on like, you know, breaking habits like smoking and overeating and sleeping better. And somehow in her journey, she fell into past life regressions in a hypnotherapist session. Someone just kind of went into a past life and it oh, kind of like woke up this whole idea for her. She studied it for like years and years and documented a lot of it. Um, so obviously in this, you have to kind of believe the theory in order to be open to past life regressions, you have to believe in the theory that you've lived in previous lives. So if, if that's not something that you believe in, it's definitely not for you. Um, but I would recommend anyone who's curious about it to definitely look into Dolores Cannon and her work. It was something that re I really think helped guided me a lot towards um, exploring it for myself. So um, past life regressions is, it's a little bit, some people get nervous by it because it is a level of um, being hypno hypnotized. It is, there is hypno, um, hypnotherapy involved in it. So essentially what you do is go into a level of hypnosis where it allows you to jump back into a previous life. And it's very open-ended where the life that comes up for you is thought to be, um, and I believe to be very guided by your angels and serve as a purpose for you. Um, so it's not like we're it's not like we are guiding the exact life or the exact experience that we bring you back to. It's very much just jumping back to whatever is meant for you in that moment. Um, so people oftentimes um, will go into, so for example, a lot of people oftentimes will have an experience in this life that seems very familiar to them, right? Um, maybe it's a trip to Paris or something and you kind of have that, feeling of, I feel like I've been here before, or um, if something just really deeply resonates with you and you've been curious about this certain time period, maybe it's shamanism or um, maybe, I don't know, any, any specific time period that you've always been interested in. So oftentimes people will come to me and have that kind of like previously identified life that they think that they were a part of. And sometimes it is true, right? That person may have lived in Paris in a previous life, but sometimes it's com something completely different um, because the theory, right? We, if we've lived multiple lives, it, we, we don't really know which one we're going to jump back into. We can just trust that whatever we're brought back into is there's a lesson there for us. And there's some sort of healing in that past life that we're still working through in current life. So your angels bring that to the forefront. And really throughout the session, we can work through how you were brought into that life, any traumas that happened in that life, how you died in that life. And it, it, the power behind it, it just brings up so much understanding of why you are the way you are in this life. Um, and you can have more compassion for yourself. You can release a lot of that. Um, and like I said, there are so many different degrees of trauma. Um, in my, in the most recent past life regression that I entered, I was actually in male form. And so I had the whole experience of what it was like to be a man. And there, there honestly wasn't much trauma associated with that life, but I do feel like my angels brought that to me in a very particular and meaningful way where I needed to understand the masculine energy that I have within myself and that others have in my life. Um, it was just, it was very profound. There was a lot of crying in the session for me, which is very normal. Um, and a lot of releasing and just understanding 
I sat with it for days and there was just a lot to digest in that experience. So it's, it can be very powerful. Um, and can you do that on yourself or is that something where somebody would have to do that for you? Yeah, it's definitely something that you would want someone who's certified doing for you. Um, it is an exercise. Like there's, there's tons of training out there if someone was interested in getting their certification, but it is something that even if you do have your certification, I think it takes a lot of practice and able to, in, in order to do it for a client in um, like a safe and comforting way, just because there is so much that can happen and really um, learning how to deal with all the different scenarios that can come about is very important because um, you're, I mean, you're talking about opening up to many different traumas that can come up, many different situations. A lot of it is unknown. So making sure that you're working with someone who is experienced and has done it and can provide that safe space for you, I think is very important. That's really interesting the way, um, the way you're explaining it. It almost makes it sound as if um, in every, because I believe in that stuff, of course. Wow, I believe in almost everything. Uh, it's quite interesting though that you say that is because sometimes we hold on to so much trauma and if we're going through past lives and if we've had eons and eons of past lives and we're now in this life um it's kind of like you're saying like what traumas are still sitting there within our spirit and within like the core of our like soul um that's perhaps preventing us in this life to fulfill whatever it is that we need to fulfill um, so it's kind of an interesting way to do that. Do you find that like, I guess that's a great way to heal past trauma. Um, and perhaps it could also be intergenerational trauma as well. Yeah, totally. I think oftentimes like for, in my personal experiences and experiences that I've had with clients, I think oftentimes it provides so much perspective to why you are the way you are. I think we just, we do things sometimes in this life that we almost overlook, right? We think that just because we do something, everyone else does it or thinks like that or whatever it is. And really every aspect of you is so unique and there is a reason for it. So just because we don't consciously know in this life, for example, if you're, if you're so scared of water, right? Someone might just say, you know, this is just me. I was born. I don't like water. I'm not going to learn to swim. I'm just deathly afraid of water. Um, something like that, like you could jump back into a previous life and really figure out that maybe you drowned before and that's why you are the way you are with water. So really just also having that compassion for yourself too. Like we're not, everyone does have things about them that they need to work through and it might come from other timelines. It might come from this life and just having that compassion and openness for yourself to allow that, right. Even if we don't heal it in one session, even if we don't uncover that in one session, just being patient with yourself and realizing that um, we all have all this history with us, right? Um, so yeah, that I think that's a good example though. Like oftentimes someone will come into a past life regression with a very particular um, need or pain point that they wanna work through, like a fear of water or a fear of fire or um, some intrusive thought that keeps coming up that they can't deal, they can't seem to work through on their own. And more times than not, your angels will guide you towards that past life where if your intent is to work through your fear of water, they will bring you back into that 
time in your life where you had that traumatic experience with water. It's not always drowning, but maybe you lost someone very close to you or watched something very traumatic happening in water. And you'll, you and oftentimes will embody that if it did happen to you, you'll go through the actual experience and be able to release the fear as well. What understanding it, that it happened to you is one sort of release, but experiencing it as well allows you to release a lot of that energy and deal with it in this lifetime. So very, very cool. And, um, we're not obviously in the same area. So do you do any of your services online? Because I know that nowadays everybody's trying to access like, you know, the right healer. And sometimes it might not be in their sit their own city. Um, and, you know, everybody's on social media now. So like, how do people connect with you? And do you work with people online as well? Yeah, I do. So the great thing about energy work, Reiki in particular as well, is it doesn't really abide to any distance or time, right? Our energy is just as powerful together right now. I can feel your energy. I hope you can feel mine as well. Hope it resonates with you. Um, but that's what's beautiful is a virtual session is just as powerful as an in-person session. Some people definitely do prefer in-person to be able to have touch, and I totally understand that. Um, but the healing benefits are just as powerful virtually. So I am right now actually exclusively offering my services virtually, um, just still taking precautions of everything. And yeah, I think, absolutely. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it's beautiful though, because it also has allowed me to reach people in totally different areas, right? Like we're nowhere near each other right now, but we were able to connect virtually and it's just as powerful. I appreciate the relationships that I've created on social media so much because I don't allow a lot of people, like our relationship here, I appreciate so deeply. I don't allow like just a lot of people in my space, like in 3D anyways. So <laughs> Absolutely. the ones, the relationships that I do form with people on social media are just like very special to me. Absolutely. Um, I agree with you hundred percent. So as well, I guess, um, with your Reiki sessions, you can also do past life regressions online. Yes. Yeah. Everything, all my services can be done online. I, um, I also do, uh, so I offer Reiki sessions online. I offer chakra alignment. Um, if there is a specific chakra or a pain that you're working through, I do sessions dedicated to that as well. For example, heart chakra alignment, um, throat chakra alignment, grounding, um, I do also put together like virtual guided meditations as well that are customized to clients. So again, if there's like specific challenges or life experiences that you really just need um, some meditations that you can keep and listen to whenever you want. Um, that's also something that I record and I send to clients. Um, and then, yeah, the past life regressions as well is also done virtually. That's so um, beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. A whole list of stuff. And as you're saying all that stuff, I mean, I've gone on and seen everything and I'm like, oh man, I've actually been needing to do a Reiki session anyway. So it's been sitting on my brain for like maybe the last two weeks. So I'm like, I really got to get one done, yeah. um, but I don't want to leave my house <laughs> to go travel wherever to get it done. Um, so yeah, that's great. I can't wait to click on one of your services. I definitely want to do the past life regression. Um, I've always been so fascinated with that and funny that you say it totally afraid of water. I love water, 
but totally afraid of it. Like I just went to the pool the other day with my daughter and I'll go into the water, but get me to go into the deep end and it's not happening. But hey, I must have been tapping into that because that was that came to my mind like right away. I was like <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, how does she know? Totally. But my goal is to learn how to swim. Like spirit is definitely in my ears. Like you got to know how to, all my kids know how to swim because I'm so afraid of it. I'm like, you guys are going to learn how to swim because I want you to enjoy yourself. And now I feel like my spirit guides are like, but I want you to enjoy yourself as well. Like you can't travel the world and have all this beautiful water around you and not enjoy it. So I think I have to get into the past life regression to figure that piece out because everyone's like, what? You can't, no, you won't get me close to it. I'll be around it, but you won't get me deep in there. (laughs) Yeah, that's so powerful. And like I said, it's definitely something when it's right for you, you'll know. It's, It's not something that anyone can or should ever push you into when um, cause there does have to be a level of submission to go into the hypnotherapy as well. So you need to be fully comfortable with the person you're working with it needs to be the right person. You need to trust the person, the space and the time for you. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I, otherwise I don't think you will have as good of an experience, honestly, if you're not open to it, it just won't, if you're not open to it, what's meant to come to you, it's just, you're not going to be open to receiving it. So it just wouldn't come at all. It's not going to be like a scary experience by any means. It just, you won't get as much out of it. If that makes sense. The same thing with energy healing too, right? If you're not open to receiving the healing, it's just not going to come. It's not meant for you. It's not going to come to you. Yeah. I do agree with you. If the, I always feel like if the frequency or like the radio frequency is off, the messages won't be able to get to you in that way especially like as healers and um, intuitive guides, psychics, mediums, once we're open in that channel, it will just flow. But if the person isn't open, the receiver isn't open to receiving it, the messages will come out choppy to them and not make sense. And so like later on, they'll come back and be like, you know what, actually that was right. I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but now that I'm a little bit more calm, those things are coming up and it makes sense. Whoever that, you know, the giver was in that, um, that moment. Yeah. And um, I also like just, I guess, I'm explaining Reiki too to anyone who's listening that doesn't kind of like fully understand it. Reiki is not like this voodoo thing where we're forcing healing on you. The whole concept is whatever is meant for you will come to you in the exact place, the exact time that you need it, the exact way that you need it. So it's a very like it's, it's something you have to accept receiving in order to receive it. I can send all the Reiki energy I want to you right now, but if you're not accepting it, it won't come to you. So just having that understanding as well. Absolutely. That's a great tip for those who've never tried it, but have thought about it. Um, I always recommend it. I'm like a huge spokesperson about giving it a shot. Um, and so for those who are thinking about it, um and if you're thinking about it then your spirit is saying like i'm open to this let's give it a try so it would be a great idea for a lot of people to just go in with an open heart and an open mind um and receive the healing and the blessings that they need um how can people connect with you oh yeah i forgot to say that one i'm talking about my services and hyping it up and Um, so people can follow me on Instagram. I use Instagram a lot. I love connecting with people there. My handle is Reiki with Kiki. 
Um, you can also follow me on TikTok, same handle, Reiki with Kiki. And then most importantly, if you're looking for any services or just exploring more about me and what I do, my website is also Reiki with Kiki. Love it. Love it. Um, one last thing. I noticed that you have, do you have tarot cards? Are you holding? Oh, I do. That's what I was going. I was going to say that I wanted to, I pull, actually already pulled the card when we were talking. Okay. So it's perfect. So as we end this wonderful episode, thank you so much for coming on. Yes. I noticed that she had those cards and I love tarot cards. Like if you don't go to a party and they don't have tarot cards at the end of the night, I don't know what kind of party you guys are having because like every party I go to, I'm like, I got the card. <laughs> I and love that. Most of my friends are like, yeah, I was thinking about bringing mine, but I didn't. So thank you for bringing that. And you already pulled one. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So this card deck, I really love. It's called Ask Your Guides. And it's it's actually Oracle cards, but I I really love connect. I really deeply connect with this deck. And I love um, kind of closing out conversations with the, these blessings. So the card that came up is Grace. Mm. and it's really beautiful. I know the listeners can't see, but what's on the card is a beautiful big dove and this person dancing underneath the dove and really just like receiving all of this light and beauty from the dove. So this card is reminding us all right now to walk in grace and that all is well. So all is well. And the Holy Spirit is really helping you all the time. And especially right now and making the right decisions and bringing you into complete alignment with your higher purpose, which is so, um, so telling because we just talked so much about being in alignment with your highest purpose and potential. Um, and it's also saying, sorry, everything you touch seems to transform into prosperity and beauty and remembering that. So this is more than luck it's a reflection of the Holy Spirit flowing through you. Trust your immediate impulses and act on them without hesitation. The Holy Spirit is helping you make the right decisions at the right time. Your greatest challenge is to hold on to this joyous and natural healthy self-esteem and not to allow others to throw you into self-doubt. Believe in your dreams, your spirit, yourself. Pray for the strength to keep your focus clear and your heart open. The Holy Spirit's message, walk in grace all as well. I love that. So needed, so needed for so many people out there, including myself, because, you know, we go through everything on an everyday basis. We got to go through our regular lives in the 3D world. And sometimes it can get tough out there and we can be hard on ourselves more than anybody being, you know, it's not the outside people being hard. It's usually us first and then it projects outward. So it makes so much sense that in this time, especially for a lot of people um, who are healing and going through their own personal journey, and they might not even know that they're going through an awakening, or they might even know that they're going through their own healing journey. They're just like, I'm just going through my journey and I'm just living my life. Um, to be able to walk with grace is like the most important thing that we could do as we continue on this journey and elevate and communicate and grow within ourselves and with other people. Yeah, totally. I feel like I know we talked about this before, but the title of this episode, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's so it's just beautiful how that happens right that's why i love to pull a card closing out a conversation and providing that blessing because more often than not it literally recaps the conversation that we just had so i hope that's like reassuring to everyone listening absolutely it was totally in once again thank you so much um as always i always put everybody's information down in the captions and you can get all of her information and connect with her i'll put all the links down below you already know that i do that because i can't do this alone and it's wonderful to be able to connect with people all over the world and to share those wonderful spirits with all of you so once again we want to say Kristen Vaughn, also known as Reiki with Kiki. Thank you so much for joining me and like gracing us with your presence. Thank you. And all the amazing information that you dropped was like so many gems that even I took. So I appreciate that so much. Uh, With that being said, guys, this was another episode of the Ultimate Human Experience Podcast. This is your girl, Righteous Sun. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Once again, thank you so much. We're out. Peace. Peace.